0: Record scratch. Pirate of footballers, James and Jiggly coming at you. Uh, after this, U.S. Women's National Team takes the World Cup. Uh, Mexico defeats USA in the Gold Cup, and uh, yeah, we're here to talk a little about, bit about that and the fire and uh, what's been going on with Ponovich and and all that jazz. Jiggly, what's going on?
1: I I didn't know if i was like supposed to salute or something i mean i started doing like the fire chant after it i mean i it's just it's just what comes natural
0: (laughs) that's great uh yeah i thought it was a fitting way to start the podcast uh salute to america especially i mean coming off the heels of fourth of july u.s take it home it's coming home uh and against the dutch quite an opponent awesome stuff there um is that where we start this podcast i guess
1: uh i i mean i guess it's, I, it's, it's on you if you want to start it there yeah yeah I specifically f- tweeted out the link saying that when you start trying to talk about the uh national team i'm gonna start talking about uh the red stars
0: uh, hit refresh if you can't see, see us or hear us uh just saying that should be good um uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I know uh, Sam Kerr's already back and scoring goals. Yes, she's
1: she's definitely back. Uh, yeah, th- she came back with a hat trick, and then the next game we are we we weren't shut out. We lost two to one, but we were essentially shut out. That Colaprico goal was almost a fluke. <laughs>
0: uh, it sounds like uh, the Red Stars have been struggling, but they're going to be getting back their best players, including some one of the best players in the world. I think Julie Ertz.
1: Yes we're going to be getting her back home man what? why is this always too far away <laughs> uh quite a, a
0: impressive world cup from her and all of the uh, u.s women Uh, fantastic game Alyssa nayer coming up huge in that second to last game with that penalty ca- uh, penalty kickstop that was unbelievable um and just what a journey from start to finish uh doubted from the beginning, uh pundit saying, you know, are, do they have the makeup to do it? Do they have the coach to do it? I know you were already lamenting the fact that we're yes. going to have four more years of Jill Ellis. Four years. uh i'm just reading some of the live chat uh jorge i finally get a chance to catch a live stream for once uh felicio asking if the stream just started yeah just uh hit refresh you can't see us uh thanks uh jorge saying what if we can't feel you <laughs> I was that's funny um, Oh man
1: i feel you <laughs> I feel you.
0: but uh just a fantastic overall performance from every player uh individual uh efforts from all around i, I saw one pundit saying with um that it was an individual effort of the United States rather than a tactical one. I kind of disagree. I feel yeah, like they had the, I feel like they had the answers for a lot of these teams and they just went out and did what they knew would be, would be successful. They game planned a little against each of these guys, but most of the time the other teams were making more adjustments to try and counter what the United States was bringing.
1: I've felt for the last eight years, uh, the, the Chicago, why do I keep mentioning Chicago? Because I love it. Uh, the, the, national team has played better because of their players and not because of their coach. They win in spite of their coach. It's just, they're too good to lose the, You know, it's the sort of thing where you can put anybody at that coaching spot. You can have a complete idiot there. They could have somebody making stupid decisions, but as long as you have those players out on the pitch, they're going to win. That's just that simple.
0: You put Mia Hamm ham in the same position um, with, you know, maybe she hasn't been coaching lately, but just, you think she gets the same result.
1: I th- if you put Rory Danes in there, you'll get the same result. <sighs> I don't know. I disagree That's with that
0: that notion. I think it's a, there's a lot more to it than that because Jill Ellis, I, I think she shut up a lot of people. Um, Oh, we got some comments here. Ryan Fraley uh, clocking in. The greats have a way of overcoming obstacles. The U.S. Women's National Team did just that. What a contrast from the men who lost to Mexico. We'll get into that. Uh, Jiggly saying, I feel you, man. Uh, Ryan also saying, in the long run, the women will have to adapt to the technical game. I get where Jiggly is coming from on this, though.
1: Yeah, it's just we rely too much on the idea and the basis that the U.S. is the best, and we aren't really trying to improve we're just coasting on the fact that we have just this amazing talent pool i saw somebody talking on chicago tonight earlier hey earlier tonight uh about how basically with with uh boys sports you've got all these different sports you got basketball you got football you got baseball that talent pool is kind of just spread around so you don't always get the absolute best uh athletes in that specific sport but with women's sports a lot of girls go after soccer. And so you get the absolute best athletes in soccer. So it's it's just we're coasting on that proposition. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is getting better at it. The rest of the world is getting their domestic leagues better, which gets their – which, I mean, I usually don't agree with this idea, but in the women's game, you're kind of seeing it, that once the domestic league is better, the national team starts looking better. We see uh, the FAWSL in England, they're – uh, national team looked amazing this year, surprisingly, even with Phil Neville as coach. Uh, you've got uh, the Dutch league is actually picking up pretty well. And you've got those players doing well. Spain, I don't know. I didn't really see, them, see anything out of them going into it. But man, they impressed and they probably should have won that game against the U.S. That was the one game that I feel that the U.S. should have been losing
0: the overall in general female soccer is on the up and up Uh, even more so than i think the men's soccer right now because in men's soccer it is already basically number one in the world only place it's really not is in america where it's you know slowly trying to catch a wave the mls is just keeps happening to miss they're like they're like on that they're that kid on the lake that's trying to body surf but he's just so fat and out of shape you know every once in a while he can oh me thank you but he just misses, <laughs> but he just keeps missing those, uh, miss, missing the surf. But the feet, but the female soccer game, totally different story. Uh, NWSL in, in America is probably one of the best, uh, soccer leagues. It's amazing. Female soccer is just on the up and up. I was thinking about this just, uh, as a side, maybe because of the Women's World Cup, uh, the other day, it was just like. For a female athlete, where where would the best female athletes go in America? The best men athletes kind of go football, basketball, baseball. They go. They don't go the to best soccer best so much. Female
1: but athletes go to uh, soccer
0: in in, in America. Soccer, they, in most of the world someone, too, it's it, it's soccer yeah, for, for is the biggest and uh, the biggest and best avenue f- to be an athlete in, or the, in track the world. And field. Uh, but I for, mean, for a, yeah maybe that is true but it, or track and field, like a, the thing
1: is is that's that's very a much a, it's it's a hard thing to talk about when i have no clue what track and field really entails a lot of the time mm-hmm. but, of course there's volleyball I mean, you, by the way yeah there's volleyball but there's they don't really make that professional mm-hmm. I, I no i can look it up right now or someone else can someone else can like check us check us in the comments and in the, in the uh in the live chat about if there is actually a professional volleyball league, because I think that there's a lot of times that it's a very much a thing of first off, volleyball is seen as a girl's sport and mm. therefore is seen as an unprofessional sport. This isn't because it's true. It's just because that's the perception of it. And it sort of keeps that whole thing down. And it's very hard to make any sort of women's league look professional with people refusing to believe that it's professional take so, any of
0: the top 5 female soccer players on the US women's national team any of them and they're and put them against any other female athlete as far as like a draw or a knowing on planet earth and they'll probably be one of the more known people they they're just it, they're well known yeah. and it's it's the avenue uh, and it's, it's so I'm, I'm surprised that there's not more of... people su- for support for soccer in America. And I-, I want, I'm hoping that NWSL gets a big bump from this women's world cup, but you know, us won the last world cup in 2015. Yeah. So. We see
1: that. We see this every single, every single cycle. Uh, Just. I, I wrote my article about this uh, recently, the why I didn't cheer for the U S in the world cup. Yeah. Article, get into that a little bit. Tease which that. I, I, I spent like almost all of yesterday, just writing it. And it was just this, Big long rant that I didn't know when to end, but a lot of it is just about how every four years we say that there's going to be this World Cup boost, that there's going to be people at games. But even if there is people coming to games, it doesn't last. I remember I fell into this hole with uh, women's hockey myself because I discovered women's hockey. Yeah. I found I tried to look at the league, I couldn't get into it because there's no Chicago team for me to latch my heart onto. But uh, then I found out about the Olympics. So I watched the Olympics. I watched every single U.S. game in the Olympics, uh, like all the way late at night, like at one in the morning. But uh, after that, I once again tried getting into, the, uh, getting into the NWHL. I watched like a single game and that was it. And I think that that's the same thing that a lot of women's soccer, women's soccer fans have, where they get into it if they have a team and everyone's team is America. But they don't see their local team as their team or they're in a place like I use Wyoming as an example because I, I know a guy who lives in Wyoming. And whenever I talk about like American soccer, he's, he doesn't care because he doesn't have a team near him. And it's, it's understandable for uh, people to be that way about... Yeah, I, I got I got really distracted by that, but uh, by what you were doing over there. Sorry, your headphones. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> um, I was just
0: saying, everybody in the chat, just let us know how audio is. Uh, if you could hear yeah. Jiggly and I. Sorry about but that. But I
1: always uh, <laughs> I always mention something about like Wyoming because it's just it's in the middle of nowhere. No one really thinks about it, and there isn't even a city big enough to really put a team in to make it matter. So I understand that there are definitely people who don't have a team and will not be able to have a team, but it's. It's something that helps the game grow. And if you really truly care about women's soccer and you want to show that you care about women's soccer, then support NWSL, support the uh, support, whatever local team that you have. Or if you live in New York or New Jersey, support the red stars because we're sky blue now. USA, (laughs) USA, USA.
0: Now with four stars on top. One, two, three, four. Incredible. Uh, And is that all women's uh, stars up there? Oh yeah. Okay, wow. So that's funny no, that that's the,
1: they, it's just their jersey. That that's has funny. the stars. Oh, the men don't yeah. get to wear that. I thought that they do. No. Why would they be allowed? <laughs> didn't win this?
0: Do men get to wear women world cup stars?
1: They don't. They don't.
0: Uh, da, 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 da. They don't.
1: They sell those jerseys in men's sizes, so I guess Pulisic can get a four-star jersey if he wants to. But <laughs> so,
0: okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm not really finding the answer to that too quickly on Google. If the, anybody in the chat does, let me let us know. Um, speaking of the chat, let's tear through. We got a couple comments. Uh, it's pretty much just volleyball, basketball, and football for girls versus all the other sports. It's from Jorge. Um, MLS fans can talk smack talk when MLS outrevenues the NHL. Which it doesn't yet, I don't think. Uh, Feliciano checking in saying, highest level of volleyball I've ever seen is college volleyball. Jorge saying, is good. Thanks, brothers. Uh, Feliciano saying, they make men's sizes in women's jerseys, uh, but Brazil women's national team gets to wear the five stars that the men's team won. That's what Jorge was saying. I think that's what I was referring to as well.
1: Yeah, they do it the other way around, I guess. Whatever.
0: Uh, that said, everybody smash that like button, uh, subscribe, hit the bell icon uh, to get notified of our live streams. Uh, but do us a favor, smash that like button. let us know that we appreciate our work. Uh, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher if you don't have uh, the, if you don't have the Wi Fi or the capabilities for iTunes. and So you'll be able to get us like as a podcast. Uh, so I and we're under Spitting Fire YT. Uh, always leave us comments underneath the videos on YouTube. We always read those and see what you guys are saying and what, and what other fun comments you guys got. Um, so Jiggly, let's uh, 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 I wanted to tear through the roster real quick uh, of the of the U.S. Women's before we put a cap in it.
1: Oh no, we're gonna get to her sometime. Ah, well, I just wanted to go through the the, <laughs> uh, the so
0: goalies. Adriana French did not make an appearance, but uh, Alyssa Naher was just uh, Neher, a
1: stop. is the best. Uh, we all love her. She she, put, uh, she shut
0: up the haters.
1: Did she not? Uh, yeah, I I don't understand why anybody was truly hating on her. It's it, it's the same. America is really good at producing goalkeepers. So, is she the best I mean, goalie in NWSL? In the NWSL, I believe so. Yeah, other people say that it's the uh, Canadian goalie goalkeeper that we went up against. Uh, she plays for Sky Blue. I think her name Sheridan. Mm-hmm. I I have to think about. I oh, I speaking of Canada,
0: let's, I'm gonna put a pin in the uh, roster conversation. <laughs> uh, let's put a pin in that. We'll come right back to it. Uh, biggest misses at the World Cup and biggest hits at the World Cup. Uh oh, did I lose you? Did I lose your jigs? Hello, or did I lose myself? Uh oh. Oh, I can hear myself on the stream. Jiggly, I can't hear you. Check your microphone. Uh, okay, well, we're going to unpin. Oh, you can hear you can hear me. I can't hear you though, Jigs. Having some audio technical dis- issues. Trying to reset your stuff. Let's see. What, I tried to mute you and unmute you and see if that did anything, but not still not hearing you.
1: Am I? No. Oh okay. no! Wait, hello, hello, hello. Okay, cool. Because you muted me. Oh, okay, good, good.
0: <laughs> okay, whatever. We figured it out. We're back. Okay, so. Or should we should we take save that for last and go through the
1: roster first? Um. No, nah, I I think we could talk about uh, Canada. Yeah. Okay. Canada, biggest Canada, misses. Biggest misses at the World
0: Cup, and I think Canada is included in this.
1: Yeah, it's. I think that when what I went to, went through about them is that they just didn't really have that good of a draw. It's Christy hey.
0: Sinclair. Uh, do you think she had a great cup? Is her final one? She's a really good player.
1: She's fine. I think I think that uh she's done enough for Canada. There's a lot of players that went through this World Cup that people are saying that it's their last, and they they have said that it's their last. Uh teams like uh Canada and Brazil. And I think uh the US had a few of them on their side, but I really don't think that's Canada really had a shot at anything. And I think that Brazil, it, it, we, were, we were talking about uh, teams that did that overperformed uh, and teams that underperformed Canada underperformed with Christine Sinclair, but uh, Brazil definitely overperformed with the way that they played. Mm-hmm. Because I, I didn't really expect much from them because it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of old players. Didn't really expect much. Uh,
0: another one on my list of misses
1: Australia. Well yeah, of course. And the coaching change gonna, I think really hurt him. People are gonna call out Sam Kerr for missing her penalty. I still have not seen video of the penalty because Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh I was going to uh I was on the way to a fire game for that game, so I wasn't able to see the actual performance, but I did hear about us about Sam Kerr missing her penalty, and that's not Sam Kerr's game. Uh mm-hmm. The Chicago Red Stars. We have Yuki take our penalties, not Sam Kerr. So oh, well. it's just that sort of thing. Where really, I don't really think that's you can really blame her for that. I think it's a lot about her team letting her down. It's <laughs> I never blame Kerr because she's just that good that I really don't think it's on her. Uh, and speaking of speaking of Yuki, I think a team that did amazing was Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely overperformed. They went into this tournament with a very specific mission. Oh yeah. Japan. Wait, no, it's on the other side. Uh, they went into this, uh, tournament with a very specific mission to bring in young players. And they did that wonderfully. And they were able to get a really, really far in surprisingly. And I think I said after Australia got knocked out that whoever won the game between Japan and uh, Netherlands, I was going to cheer for them. (laughs) Because I would have been fine either way. Because I think that both teams had a very good... Well, I mean, Japan didn't really have a very good claim to the title. But it would just be fun to cheer for them because of what they've done with this tournament.
0: Uh, Jamaican women missed.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of the people that I talked to on Twitter were saying that they didn't really expect to do much. And they didn't. But I really do... Think that they're going to be there in the future, and it's going to be really interesting because it's going to be them versus Mexico to make it in from the Concacaf side. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit torn between that because I'd like to see the Mexican. Where were the team. Mexican women? How did they do? They they didn't qualify. Oh, they didn't even qualify! Wow, they that's didn't qualify. Hard. Yeah, that's it was right. between, It. I forget what uh, what the qualifying is and how many teams qualify through diff- through each.
0: That's a big mess. I'm, I'm
1: about to say conference. Uh federation. But uh yeah, I think only two only three come from CONCACAF and US is obviously one. Canada is obviously one. So the third one is usually Mexico, but Jamaica made it in. Mm um uh
0: i think we've basically touched up on all the misses i got some good but we do got some good uh good stories that some, came out yeah oh, actually a, said, a lot like Japan. a As lot said, of the pan
1: looks really good nigeria uh, had a good showing they did. uh i think what england was very surprised by them doing anything sweden oh, yeah.
0: had a really good showing
1: we missed out we, we forgot one single miss that i didn't mention Scotland mm-hmm. they were my uh dark horse team to just like fly through everything didn't make it out and that would they didn't make it out on a very specific thing because it was against Argentina and Argentina was given a penalty the Scottish goalkeeper saved it and if that had sta- had stood they would ha- uh Scotland would have made it in as one of the best uh third place teams i think mm-hmm. that that's or at least like they would have been considered with it But since Argentina was given another penalty because the Scottish goalkeeper was off her line, Argentina converted and nothing happened. Uh, Neither of them made it in. So I I really think that. Are we going to talk about VAR? (laughs) Yeah, we'll, we'll get okay. We'll, we'll get sure. there later.
0: Um, let's I'll write that down. V A R. We'll we'll talk about that briefly. Uh, the final middle, uh, I think the the only creamy middle team is France. France got eliminated where they should have maybe gotten eliminated to the United States. Uh, yeah. and, and like if you're gonna lose that and go to down, final. if you were gonna lose and go down, that was the way to lose and go down. So I don't. I couldn't say that they had a disappointing, um, uh, that it was a collapse that it was a disappointment, but they, they, they
1: just came up against the wrong team.
0: Yeah, they just they just got the wrong team at the wrong time, it, and they, it very well could have been the final.
1: Yeah, a lot of people said that that basically was the final because mm-hmm. no one expected England to do anything. No one expected anyone on that other side of the bracket to do anything against the U.S. So that was the final. Uh, the other good, uh, good story. Sweden had a great showing. Norway had a great showing uh, without uh, Hedberg. Yeah, I, I kind of looked bad on that, but it also it kind of makes the Hedberg situation look bad with the way that people treated it throughout mm. it. Because uh, I did, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the Fox uh, soccer version. I watched the Telemundo version because. I prefer watching my soccer in Spanish. Uh, apparently Fox was sort of treating Heddeberg like a villain because of her choosing not to play uh, because yeah, of yeah. these issues. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it makes her look bad because you see maybe the team didn't need her, but at the same time it did need her. And it's all very confusing and really it kind of takes away from I think Norway did about as good as they would have done if they had had Heddeburg, And that takes away from the importance of what Heddeberg did about uh, sacrificing her own wants to win a world cup to fight for equal pay. And the fact that they were able to make it out of the group stage, I think it kind of, Made everyone stop talking about that story. It's disappointing that quite a few of these really good teams are not going to be there
0: for World Cup. Um, not for World Cup, but for the Olympics. They were saying that like teams like Germany, Sweden. Oh yeah, um, they're I not think- going to be there, even though they had a really good showing. They had a great, uh, great, uh, great stories coming out of this World Cup. It looks like for Germany, Sweden, Italy, even uh, China. Um, who else? It's Spain.
1: Spain as well. They do it in a certain way where the like They qualify for the Olympics through the World Cup, which is really weird and dumb, but that's how it goes.
0: Uh, And then England uh, came out, really uh, gave uh, the U.S. a great game. Uh, France, that was an awesome, what an awesome game. Let's just travel through this. The Spain-United States match, I did not see. I don't know if you did.
1: I watched the end of it, and I was cheering for Spain.
0: Mm. Uh, but United States France match what awesome game that was I would that that's a game that's worth watching again United States versus England is a game that's worth watching It fun awesome end-to-end game uh, United States Netherlands they it just seems like uh, United States pretty much dominated uh, for the most part
1: I I didn't watch a lot of these games <laughs> I spent a lot of them just paying attention to it through Twitter and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but from what I did watch with the Spain game, with the U.S. versus Spain, uh, Spain definitely deserved to at least get to extra time on that game. And that should have been the moment that the U.S. would have been knocked out because I think that Spain had them. Like, uh, they, they got They got them on a bad day. All right. So let's go right to VAR. Uh, and then, uh, then we'll, uh,
0: so you have problems with the people are complaining about it. I, it, it's, it, it can't go away. It just needs to be improved upon I, in my opinion.
1: So yeah, it's, I'm not against VAR completely. There's definitely times where VAR is needed. Not sure what and, you guys in the chat. Uh, I'm not against VAR. There's times where it's needed, but the way that they used it in this world cup, like even they even changed the rules in between. Uh, to talk about the uh, infringement and not, not even infringement, their encroachment. They were talking about the uh, uh, moving the goalkeepers moving off of their lines. And that is almost never called unless it is absolutely blatant. And with the usage of VAR, it's being called all the time. And they had to, in the middle of the world cup, change the rules, which absolutely, as I mentioned with the Scotland versus uh, Argentina game changes everything completely. If they had those rules in place earlier. So it's, It feels like they were just using this World Cup as an experiment, which is unfair to these women who have spent so long to try to do something with this tournament. Instead, they're just guinea pigs to see, Okay, let's see what happens when we do this, when we when we add this in. And it's really frustrating with the way that they use VAR. I know that during the the uh, Men's World Cup, it was a bit weird with VAR, but they did it the right way there were some calls but there're also some other not uh, like fine calls that they would have missed otherwise i know that uh there was in the u20 u20 men's world cup which was going on around the same exact time the uh i forgot who was that it was korea versus somebody who ended up winning i don't care about who won i care about the korean team <laughs> <laughs> but uh a korean player fouled someone right out right on the box like it was on the line and they had to decide whether it was a penalty or free kick from that spot. That's where VAR is needed. And I've talked to some other people saying that VAR, you know, soccer is a game where the officials are the final word. And that sort of just makes it fun where just like the whole thing of like, there's the one person that has to make the call and it's their call. And not just, we're going to go back into a committee and review this again. I think that's, there's an argument for both sides. But it, yeah, it's, there's an argument for both sides that I could go on and on about.
0: If it's not clear and obvious with the, if it's not clear and obvious in, uh, within 30 seconds, it's not clear and obvious, okay, And then you move on. That's it. Boom, done. Yeah. If it's not clear and obvious in I think th- this- 30 seconds and it's not clear and obvious. Just yeah, there's
1: on. one of those that, there's one of those things where like, which, uh, you look at the NFL with, uh, with the reviews, with official reviews and booth reviews. And you see, you know, the ruling on the field stands. There's a lot of times where whatever the call was made on the on the field, we're just going to stick with that call. We're not going to go back and change it. And I think that there were a lot of times in this World Cup where they didn't do that. And they insisted on making a changed call because, well, we went back and reviewed it. We might as well do something about it. And that's not right. <laughs> they, uh, they they're just not using VAR correctly. It's not that VAR is bad in itself. They weren't using it correctly. It's a new technology, and they're still working out the kinks. And WSL needs VAR. <laughs> but Absolutely. The, but uh, the thing is is that they need it in a different way. Well, they need it in the way that everyone else has it. Other Everyone else other than the w- the World Cup that we had this year. They need it like MLS does it, like how the Bundesliga does it. I mean, goal line technology is easy enough to use, and that's not even VAR. That's just a watch that the ref wears. Common so sense VAR rules. That's what we need. Common sense VAR. Common sense. If it's
0: if it's not clear and obvious within thirty seconds of viewing, it's not clear and obvious. You move on. Uh, okay, let's uh, t- let's 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 stitch that up. VAR. <laughs> unless you got any final <laughs> thoughts, is that it? Yeah, I don't really have much. All right, we're going to close up the VARD window and <laughs> we're going to go back to that pin Unpin from Uncle Nay here uh who had an awesome World Cup, had an um, amazing penalty kick that she stopped, it, uh, amazing saves throughout the uh the tournament. Um where was it had a really fantastic showing and just put all doubters to uh to, to to rest and to shame.
1: Yeah, I know that uh I don't know why anybody was against Uncle Nair. It's more that's like oh yeah, and we call her Uncle Nair because when she signs her name, when she writes Alyssa, it looks like it says Uncle. So we all call her Uncle Nair. Mm. Uh, she's also the the uh, the handyman of the team. If you've ever seen the the uh, picture of her trying to help Morgan Bryan out from behind the ble- the uh, locker room, f- behind the lockers in the locker room. But uh, Uncle Nair, I don't know why anybody wouldn't like her, except for the fact she's not Hope Solo. That's sort of the thing she's not that recognizable name and she's never going to be i i think that she prays every night that she'll never be a recognizable name like hope solo because she likes to keep to herself she likes to be the strong silent stoic goalkeeper that doesn't have to do anything if you saw the video of her after that uh big penalty save everyone coming in and crowding around her and she's like we got a game to still play guys and you so can go it's, see. yeah it's uh it i think that's any sort of Anyone who's against her needs to just look at it as she's not someone else. she is whoever she is, and she made the plays when she was needed to when she needed to make plays. Is,
0: and if you want to go yeah. support her, get to a Chicago Red Stars game and watch her in goal. Yeah. Uh, moving on from the goalkeepers, I think they were they only had two. Was that it? French and Nayer? or no, they had somebody else. Uh, da, 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 who did they have? Uh, Ashlyn Harris. Ashlyn uh, Harris, isn't that Ellie Krieger's girlfriend? Or like
1: yes, uh, fiance, fiance. Uh, uh okay. which, and I who also was mention, there? Ashlyn Harris was, uh, probably the greatest content creator of all the World Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you were following her, it's not, not, it's definitely not for kids <laughs> what, what she was doing, but Whoa. it was fun. Just a lot of swearing, <laughs> just a lot of swearing, and it was wonderful. Which uh, that's that's another thing that I that I have issues with with uh, a lot of. There's a lot of fans of women's soccer that say, you know, they're women, they shouldn't be swearing, but that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Stephanie McCaffrey, they're humans. Uh, Stephanie McCaffrey put out a an amazing article a while ago when she got caught on Lifetime TV. Uh, dropping the F bomb to the referee and people got angry on on the internet and she just made an article that said I'm an athlete and I'm not your parents child. I'm not supposed to be a role model. I'm supposed to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's there there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of issues that I have, especially when anytime that people say that uh, someone is a role model and they shouldn't be doing that sort of thing. It's almost always, they're almost always talking about a woman and that's a problem. <laughs> it's, it's a big problem.
0: Uh, Jessica McDonald, Emily sonnet. I don't think they really got in. Uh, neither did Tiana yeah. Davidson, uh, who another Chicago red star
1: player, another red star player. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of players who just, as I said, this team has just a wealth of talent. If you, mm-hmm. If you heard the name Jessica McDonald uh, and heard about her on the team and you don't really know much about her, just watch NC Courage. They, She's the best <laughs> there. And, you know, if you want to know anything else about Alex Morgan, compare Al- how Alex Morgan plays for the Orlando Pride versus how Jessica McDonald plays for the North Carolina Courage. You will think that Jessica McDonald is the U.S. number one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> what about Tierna?
1: Tiana Davidson, she's young. I think somebody made a joke after the uh, after after uh, they won the champion won the title. Like somebody, we need a we need to cut to a shot of Tiana Davidson drinking a, drinking a juice box because everyone had a beer in their hand. <laughs> Not just her with a juice box. Uh, speaking it, of juice boxes, what about Morgan Bryan? Uh, uh, isn't uh, who's who,
0: who's the mom? It's Jessica McDonald. She's yeah, the Jessica only McDonald's one. Too.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Tiana Davidson. She didn't, really, she didn't really have a chance, and I think that she's still trying to get more comfortable. I know that when she was playing for the Red Stars earlier this season, she was starting at center back next to Katie Naughton and just did not look comfortable through, through those first few games. But then the moment that they moved her to left back and put Sarah Gordon in there at center back instead of her she was fine she i'm surprised that,
0: yeah i'm surprised she didn't get a, a little bit more of a run out with all the doubt that was on crystal dunn but crystal dunn had an incredible showing at left back
1: yeah i'm trying to think like i think i remember if there was like another player who was a left back who was a surprise left back that they didn't think about but whatever uh, i think it's crystal, crystal done is left back crystal dunn isn't a left back she's a I'm gonna say the same thing that I say about Crystal Dunn that I was saying about Di- Diego Campos uh, last year. Crystal Dunn is not a left back; she's a forward. Crystal Dunn is a,
0: is a World Cup winning left back for the United States of America. She
1: won the World Cup <laughs> at left back, but she's a forward. She yeah. shouldn't be playing at left back. Uh, ever. Like, that's yeah. that's one of Jill Ellis's main mistakes. When just like like Edwards, Edwards
0: is, back, is a uh, MLS Cup winning outside wing back.
1: Yeah, it's just when uh when Jill Ellis brought in Sofia Huerta. Mm. She's an amazing goal scorer. She was playing her at right back. It's that that this is why I don't like Jill Ellis. Because she uh, just doesn't know where to play these players. Uh
0: Sam Muis had a great showing. Uh so did um where is she? So did Lindsay Horan in the midfield. I thought they were yeah, fantastic. Horan did good. Uh, as well as, um, but where is she? I don't, how, how do I, is her name not on here? Ertz. Oh, wait, I'm just, don't, I'm just missing a whole page. Julia Ertz. Uh, was fantastic. Uh, She's always the best. The, just- unbelievable. Well, Roosevelt. One of the X, ex- just what an awesome showing. <laughs> I thought that before the tournament started, I, I was surprised that I thought Mal Pugh would have a bit more of an impact, but it was Rose no,
1: Roosevelt is a wonderful attacking midfielder. Like she is an Mm -hmm. amazing creative midfielder and I have a, I have a very short list of players who are not red stars or former red stars that I like. And Mm -hmm. she is on top of it. She has a wonderful Twitter. You should all follow her and see what wonderful things she says. Uh, Ashlyn Harris, but um,
0: uh, Ellie Krieger, Alexandra Long didn't really play. Right.
1: Yeah. I I don't know what, I don't think Ellie Long played much. I don't know about Ellie Krieger. But oh, Ellie Krieger sure. got into the final. Uh, she was in the yeah. final game. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, like, I think I think Ellie Krieger played.
0: Yeah, uh, Dahl Camper had a great showing at center back. Uh, with, a lot of uh, people
1: were saying about Dahl Camper that like she wasn't that good with sour uh, She was. Oh, yeah, her and uh, I think it was Dahl Camper that people were talking about that they really? that they didn't think that she was good going into this year, but she did fine. Mm-hmm. Or, either either of them, like the defense was not the issue. Uh, there were no issues. I Why thought the I defense it was <laughs> the
0: issue. I thought the defense was the issue going into the tournament. Yeah, everyone Mid-field, thought that it was going into there.
1: There was no problems
0: forwards. There's no problems. They could fill like two teams just from those players. But the back line, that was where the problems were. Uh, Morgan Bryan didn't really do much, but it was probably there. Had good support. Yeah,
1: I'm. Everyone was surprised with her getting called up that in the first place. That was yeah. the other thing, because what Casey Short wasn't called up. Uh, Danny Perico was in the camp beforehand and wasn't called up. Uh, other players like McCall Zarboni wasn't called up, Were wasn't called up. Uh, Andy Sullivan wasn't called up. And a lot of people were surprised that they weren't, that none of those players were called up, but Morgan Bryan was. Uh, my and- favorite
0: player was Kelly O'Hara. Yeah. She was amazing uh, as a right back. She uh, delivered some deadly crosses uh, and was just like, just, uh, what's the word? Just. Uh, just so dependable, just, you, just one, perhaps one of the most dependable parts of that back line uh, was Kelly O'Hara. Uh, Ali Krieger, let's see. Kristen press came in and, uh, as a sub duty was really, uh, a sh- uh, was behind Rapino. Both of them though had, uh, fantastic games
1: when they needed them. Yeah. Uh, that's what press does press. Uh, I, I know a lot more about press because when I started watching the red stars again, after, after I found out, oh, the Red Stars are still alive at, in the NWSL, she was on the Red Stars and she's just, she can do everything herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the reason why that Red Stars team was so was, was so like at least okay, even without a lot of the players that they've been building up with. They were okay back then because Press could just do everything herself. There was uh, one specific game. Uh, it was against Seattle and it was like, 87th minute or something like that. And press just gets the ball and runs through everyone in the, in the Seattle defense. Like Mm -hmm. every single player tried to come after her and she went, she just made that run and scored. And her her goal this year, yeah, this the header is surprising because she's not exactly, exactly someone who goes up and gets headers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's definitely someone who runs around and annoys your defense.
0: That was across from Kelly O'Hara too. Uh, uh, Megan Rapinoe had an excellent showing, despite you know s- uh, having some s- some kind of pressure brought on by the just, just the heat of the There's no pressure on her. There's no care. pressure. She yeah she, her, she did not girlfriend care. wrote uh, her girlfriend Sue Bird wrote a uh, a cool article it was just talking about how you know Megan just has that a uh, fun awesome attitude. Care.
1: Uh, uh, i remember really her great. from she played for the red stars she was the first uh first ever pick for the red stars Megan and the uh yeah uh pino was the first ever pick for the red stars mm-hmm. in like 2010 draft, i think i don't uh. remember very well i wrote it and i don't remember it mm. i did an article on it yesterday don't remember it but uh yeah she was great then and i remember very vividly being very angry at everyone saying Abby Wambach is amazing because she scored that goal against Brazil in the in the Olympics, in the Olympics that year, like way back in that year, and I was like, no, Megan Rapinoe put in the perfect cross for her, uh, and it, it just go back to it. I don't remember what year was what. So wait, this is 2019. Don't, don't worry about it. 2016, uh, 2011. There we go. The 2011, 2011 World Cup semifinals against Brazil. An extra time. Megan Rapinoe's cross to Abby Wambach. Wambach does nothing. She just jumps. Rapinoe puts that on her head.
0: Wambach is always where she needed to be. She that she was an unbelievable yeah. positional player. Uh, Carly Lloyd uh, just being an uh, incredible sixth man, You know the 12th man off the bench yeah, pretty much almost every sub. game. Uh, she was fantastic. Tobin Heath and Alex Morgan uh, both just leading America, along Toby. with know oh, and, and Ertz. I just felt like those were the big time leaders for America, and they Toby were awesome. She people's souls. Oh,
1: steal people's souls.
0: She <laughs> might. She might rather want a mega person than even score. I saw somebody tweet. She
1: yeah, like she mega just, person. Yeah, than that's what score. she. She lives the dream of wanting to walk the ball in. Like she, she is just she just stunts on everyone that's it uh, <laughs> uh and, and alex
0: had it. an awesome tournament dude alex was incredible goals assist did everything she had to do and more uh
1: I, so i have a history with this person <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but my thing is is that when i when i had said that she was overrated it was at a time where she was overrated that's mm. the thing <laughs> now yeah she did pretty damn good this this year uh and she's been doing well, but I've said this always: I'm club before country. And her club team has not won a game with her. <laughs> uh, Marta's club team has not won a game with her. They won ga- They won their first game this season without them. And in oh. fact, when she when when Alex Morgan returns to Orlando to the Orlando Pride, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to be able to handle it because Ubo Gagu needs her space. But anyway, mm-hmm. we can move on now. <laughs> I almost feel
0: like we should just uh we should just close this uh podcast <laughs> uh, because we're getting up on 45 minutes here and then we just start up a new one uh and talk a little fire and gold cup <laughs> because uh what I've learned is that po- people prefer podcasts are like hour or shorter and I don't have any way to cut these
1: <laughs> I guess that works What do you think uh well because so, right, right, well, if, if, yeah, this if this, was this is the only one minutes that's only back. about women's if this one is only about women's soccer, I do want to get a few quick things in about the red stars. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's
0: let's make this only about women's soccer for the next five minutes here, and then we'll start up a new one and we'll talk uh fire and gold cup real quickly. Probably be a way, way shorter podcast.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, with the Red Stars, they they just don't look good right now. Uh something is wrong with the midfield. Mm. I don't think that things are clicking. Someone like, uh, it's very, I'm very happy that someone other, someone whose name is not Sam Kerr was able to score finally for the first time since May. But it's very Mm. concerning that we brought in a bunch of these players who were supposed to be these great non-national team players. And even some of these players who should have been on the national team, like Perico and Short. Casey Short has done fine. Why am I talking about her? She's great. Yeah, we thought that Chicago <laughs> like, had to team up to 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 manage this. Yeah, and it's really concerning, especially the one person I specifically am very concerned about and am not happy with is Katie Johnson, who she's Mexican national team player. She's supposed to be this wonderful goal scorer, but she didn't do anything. She hasn't done anything, and she did a she made a few good moves earlier in the season, but those those were just build up play moments, and it's a lot of. We got players who can do a lot of little things, but the only one the only player that we have who's here and not a US national team player that's coming back that can do the big things is Kerr. And when all these little things can't get it to Kerr, nothing happens. And you know, I'm I'm happy about Savannah McCaskill making it here, but it's gonna be a real struggle to figure out how to put this team together now because there's a few players who Even though we haven't done well over this World Cup stretch, there's a few players who have actually looked good. Like uh, Sarah Gordon, while shaky at times with uh, her ball-playing defense, uh, (laughs) her ability to be a ball-playing defender, it's a bit shaky. But I think that she's earned that spot, especially with the fact that Tierna Davidson seems to be more comfortable at left back with her on her side, which then kind of makes you think about, well, what are we doing with Aaron Wright? because Aaron Wright has always been our left back. So it's it's difficult to see what this what Rory Dames is going to be going to have to do with this team because there's players who aren't performing and there's players who are performing and then there's players who are tired. And it's going to be really hard to manage that. And I just hope that we can make our way back into the playoffs cuz we just dropped in the table.
0: Sitting in 6th place right now with 14 points. Not looking good. Yeah. For um uh, do you, is that about it? Do you want to wrap up the uh the uh, NWSL slash US Women's National Team podcast?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think that's about it. I have a I write like a preview and a recap for every single Red Stars game, uh for MLS Multiplex on Fansighted. and I also have an article out recently about why uh, it was supposed to be this clickbaity article and get everyone angry at me, but it never happened because I really wanted to use the "read the piece" meme. But it's about the NWSL and how USSF isn't exactly supporting it properly, and why women's soccer fans, if you like the, uh, if you like the World Cup, if you like the national team, watch the NWSL, support that, and so that we can make it better and more. Uh, everyone talks about attendance like it's you know this thing that's it's out of their control, but just because nobody's going doesn't mean that you shouldn't go. It's and the if best. If you go, then that means more people are going. It's the best female league in the world. Other than maybe the FAWSL, but okay. It, oh, really? It's slipping. It's slipping because a lot of other leagues are starting to put in money to it, uh, put in investments. Uh, there's the, there was the rumor about Sam Kerr getting offered a million-dollar contract to play in Chelsea. Oh, wow. So and Leon, uh, of
0: course. You've yeah, uh, well, PSG, wants it,
1: PSG also wants Sam Kerr. They wanted Sam Kerr at the end of last season. So at the end of this season, it's Chelsea. At the end of the last season, it was PSG. But there's just... All these other leagues have teams that are putting in more money. And the only reason why these owners can't put in money is because they just can't afford it. (laughs) Because a lot of these, uh, like, the only big money bags team is Portland because they can afford it. That's it. Uh, I know Arnhem. I sit next to Arnhem in my season tickets. uh, uh, With my season tickets, I talk to him uh, before games every once in a while. And he loses money on this team. And this is a great team. And you know we should be able to fill to it a park, especially with the amount of people going to Lincoln Park for the, uh, I'm sorry, Keek Stadium. Uh, but there's the amount of people going to Lincoln Park to watch the women's national team. The, with the amount of, there was the video of Kansas City, uh, the people in the in the bar at Kansas City at their stadium, this crowded bar. Kansas FC Kansas City was a really good NWSL team, and they had to fold because nobody showed up to their games. So to claim that you love women's soccer when no one goes to the games is just dumb and stupid. So if you care about women's soccer, if you care about the World Cup, if you watch the World Cup, if you say that you're a women's, uh, if you're a women's national team fan, go to NWSL games. Watch those games, and you'll see even more than, the, than, uh, than women's national team players. You'll see French players like Savannah McCaskill, like Danny Colaprico. You'll see so much more.
0: I feel like Jiggly's the Hurley boy. Just <laughs> please go to the N- NWSL please? games. Just yeah.
1: please, come on. How are they?
0: How are they going to feed their their families? <gasps> how are they, come on, dude? go Sky to the game. Support American fans. soccer. Support world soccer. Support women's soccer. Support soccer. Support soccer in your state.
1: Support yeah. soccer in your area. Come on. Like, there's a, if you look at if you've seen all of these stuff about Sky Blue FC, it's because their owner, well, uh, with Sky Blue FC, with uh, like their players can't afford to. That's a like, joke. Pay rent.
0: Uh, dude, and there's also teams out there in uh, the men's world who have issues paying players, and uh, and I know that uh, over in England League, over in uh, Argentina, and all over the world, there's leagues and teams that have troubles playing their tr- troubles playing their players. That is a uh, that is something that is real.
1: And the only real way to fix that is by just going to games, supporting the team, paying for merchandise. I I hate paying for things, but I mean. Hmm. I'm going to try to buy a red Support what shirt. you love.
0: Support yeah. what you love. That's what it comes down to. Uh, and, in fact, support what you guys love. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Next share thing. this. Retweet this. Uh, uh, iTunes, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, hit that bell icon. Uh, sorry that this turned into a little bit of a of a World Cup uh, of review. Uh, and, and we're going to have another podcast talking Gold Cup and Fire and Pano out and all that. We're coming up right after this. Uh, but yeah, that's fun, Jiggly. Uh, I I've loved the world this World Cup. I loved it as much as the men's World Cup, and I didn't. Re- and it was fantastic to pay attention to, and every part of it was just as amazing. Uh, fantastic games. Anyone who over.
1: anyone who talks about about lack of quality in uh, women's sports is dumb, and mm-hmm. they just don't watch it. Absolutely.
0: So, final thoughts <laughs> on the women's World Cup here, Jiggs, before we sign off.
1: Spain got robbed and uh, go uh, Leica Martins.
0: Uh, Lika Martin. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few players that were just uh, awesome. Um, Brandon Vince is not an LB. That's Jorge clocking in. Uh, Jorge asking if we're going to shut this one down and start up a next one right away. We're probably going to take a minute or two, uh, grab a drink, uh, grab you know, like a cup of water and stuff like that. And turn on the fan
1: in my room for a bit.
0: Yes, do that. (laughs) And and then we'll probably get going here in like a minute, just maybe a couple minutes or two. Because, yeah, there's probably not too much to say on the Gold Cup of the Pono out situation, but yeah, we'll have some fun there.
1: I might have something to say, but whatever. We'll get
0: spicy spicy meatball. All right everybody, we'll see you guys later. Awesome job, Women's National Team. Fantastic. It was so awesome to talk about. So awesome to be part of the ride and ho- and ho- and hold on to this cup for another 4 years for them. And add another star to the crest. USA
1: USA USA. Mine doesn't have a star. Exactly. <laughs> four. Four. What? Wait a second. Japan four. won one. The Japan women's team won one. Japan did. They beat America. <laughs> this is from this is from this is from like wait. This is a Nikata jersey. That's a great this point. is a nakata jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: there it is. All right, boys and girls, we're gonna sign off here. Uh thanks for joining us on this uh, uh Women's World Cup 2019 uh review. Uh awesome and and recap and all that stuff. Thanks, Jiggly. And we're gonna shut it down and we'll see you guys on the other side.